It's the homage to fromage So join us if you please The homage to fromage Three cheers for cheese! Well, um, hello and welcome to Homage to Fromage podcast um, in the new normal. The way this is going to work is it's going to be me feeding cheese to these guys. And uh, I'm Nick Copland. I'm the co-instigator of Homage to Fromage Cheese Clubs. And um, I'm sat here around the kitchen table um, with two of my friends. Well, a nephew and a friend who... um, Love cheese, but want to find out more about cheese. Your nephew and your nephew's friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so anyway, so we're, what's going to happen is we're just going to be tasting some cheeses and talking about cheese. Um, we've got a bit of a theme, but before we get into all of that, I think I'm going to introduce the tasting people. We have Tony. Yes, we do. Um, okay. Of the Scott clan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been eating cheese since I was... Well, knee high. <laughs> what is your favourite cheese? Oh, right now. My favourite. I love a mozzarella. Do you? Yeah. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Or a halloumi. Hmm. I like it. My favourite cheese. All right. Okay. And I'm Tom. I I am your nephew. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, my favourite cheese has to be a brie. Mm. I really, really like a brie, but that's about as adventurous as I go usually. Okay. So, so basically, what we got here a couple of uh, uh, people who do like their cheese but uh, eager, eager to find out more about cheese and taste some incredible cheeses. Um, So that's kind of what we're going to be doing today. For the month that we're in at the moment, which is May, um, we've decided to focus on British cheeses because a couple of reasons. First of all, British cheeses are frankly amazing. Um, There's some real, really huge variety of, of English cheese, probably more than any other country's cheeses. So British cheeses are a really good place to start. Plus, with the last few uh, few months of lockdown and in and out of lockdown and stuff like that, um, the cheese industry has been hit by a fair amount of uh, difficulties over the last year or so, um, particularly the, the British cheese industry. And so anything we can do to support that and get people excited about the amazing British cheese that's out there now and get people going out and trying new cheeses, um, the better. So that's what our theme this month is going to be British cheeses. Um, so we've got four... British cheeses that we're going to be tasting over the next four weeks. Anything dangerous? Um, <laughs> there's one or two. Um, don't, not, I don't want to let too much out of the okay, bag because okay. it's kind of like what's the way it's going to work? Is it's going to be a little bit like a blind tasting? So I'm going to give you blindfolds. No, you don't need actual blind. <laughs> sort of like a blind tasting. So I'm not going to tell you much. I'm gonna, I want to see you kind of okay. encounter the cheese sort of straight out for the first time. For the first time, get your response to it because that's what really matters, and that's what I find quite interesting is, is is people's reaction to different kinds of cheeses. I'm. I'm not, I'm not an expert, I'm just a cheese enthusiast, but I've tasted a lot of cheeses, and sometimes they really surprise you, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes things that you might think are fantastic, um, other people think are very ordinary, so okay. it depends on your palate as well, so it's a, a, that's, that's basically what we're going to be doing today. Um, what, what's today's cheese, this week's? Well, today's cheese, <clears throat> we're going to start off with a cheese that um, I love a lot, it's, um, it's a cheddar. Um, so we're going to be focusing on on cheddar mm-hmm. this time. There's no more British cheese, I think, than cheddar. Um, I've been to cheddar. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I've never been to Cheddar. Lovely. Well, up yeah. until today, I didn't know that Cheddar was a place. Yes, so brilliant. <laughs> Cheddar Gorge. Yeah, yeah. It's a lovely mm. little place. It's like it's like going into what I imagined because I've never been there, but like uh, like an Alpine village. It's yeah. got like a like wooden shacks and oh, it's okay. real touristy. Yeah. But, but nice. Uh, but it's nice, yeah. Did you eat the cheese? I did eat the cheese. Yes. I bought the cheese. Fantastic. Well, so we're going to start off with a cheese that's made in that neck of the woods. And you can't get more traditional than a traditional cheddar, for my money. Um, <coughs> classic cheddars are made in a particular way, um, to the point that um, cheddaring is a thing in cheese making. To cheddar Cheddaring. the cheese, yes. Um, so what it means is basically you make the cheese the curds and whey, you know, the standard mm-hmm. thing, um, and then they get the curds and they form them into sort of wheels of cheese, and they wrap them in sort of uh, cloth. They're cloth bound, okay. and then the whole business of a lot of the business of cheese making is to do with trying to get some of the moisture out of the cheese so that it firms up in a certain way and the way that cheddar does it the people who make cheddar do it is that they stack the cheeses one on top of each other and five or six and then every day they take the bottom one out and put it on the top just to like weight oh so yeah it presses down so, yeah so it's, it's mm. squeezed out under its own weight and the reason why that's uh, important is because Basically, it provides the right amount of pressure and the pressure on the cheese and the amount of moisture that leaves the cheese in that first process sort of gives you control over the sort of texture of cheddar, the texture of the cheese. So this cheddar, a farmhouse, proper artisan farmhouse cheddar like this one, what you'll find is it's quite inconsistent in its in its texture. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a bit crumbly, sometimes a little bit bendy, and that's kind of what you want. You don't want sort of a complete... If you buy a piece of... of industrially made cheddar it's the same all the way through it doesn't really have a rind it's just a a very homogenous product whereas this kind of cheese because of that that the way they kind of press them you get this lovely sort of variance in texture and then the, the cheese matures in a in a slightly different way this is made with organic milk unpasteurized so it's not been it's not had any of the you know sort of microbes taken out Mm -hmm. and then put back in this is made in the most traditional possible way so without further ado we probably better just chew the cheese chew the cheese (laughs) right and this is like no crackers no chutneys no we're just going in just sort of vanilla just the cheese yeah it's got a very i mean first of all mold i can smell like a moldy smell if you smell the rind side it's almost quite oh. green. It's kind of grassy or, or, or I don't know, it's nutty. Mm. And then the other end is a lot more milky and yeah, clean. Yeah, yeah. So you get that. I never thought I'd be sniffing cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Can I eat it now? Absolutely. Oh. Hmm. That's really, really nice. That packs a punch. Mm. That's not like your mild and medium and mature. It tastes nothing like what you'd buy in a shop. It doesn't, no. It's another <laughs> completely different animal, really. Yeah, it's a whole new like sort of dimension to it. Mm. It's not just like a, the kind of thing, that, like you said, industrialized, industrially made cheddar. It's really different, but I can't quite put my finger on how. It's sort of, it's not stronger. It's more sort of, there's like, the only word I can come up with is like, there's a soury kind of taste to it. Mm. And you can tell that 
That's not made in a factory. That's made yeah. in somebody's mm. shed. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I think what you're talking about is that there is a, a real depth of flavour yes. without it just being really sharp. Mm-hmm. You know, like you get that sort of... It's getting there. You get these extra mature cheeses and some of them, they really just taste really sharp and they've just got a real sort of... But also you know, the texture to like, it. Say mm. like a vintage cheddar you get yeah. in a supermarket. Mm. Almost has this flavour, but it's like a sandy texture. Yeah. And yeah. the crystals are... Crystals yeah, well, that's quite often what people think of is when they think of a mature cheese, it's kind of got to have those crystals in it. Mm-hmm. And there's things that modern cheesemakers do to make those crystals appear naturally, in quotes, naturally. <laughs> this doesn't really have that. But there's something about this that I find... The thing I really like about this is if you... When you nibble it right down to the rind, you're getting almost completely yeah. different taste. You can eat the rind on this as oh, well. Oh, can you? you want. Yeah. yeah. Have a nibble on the rind. I went as close to the rind as possible. I was getting that completely different flavour. What is that? Because it doesn't look at all like the rest of the um, cheese. Is it, is, it, is it... It's not leaf. It's not... Cow cow is it? Is it? Now, if you look at it... <laughs> <laughs> if you look... If you look at the, the rind, mm. it's imprinted with the cloth. Okay. It was wrapped in, so you can sort of see little grid marks. It's just mould. Yeah, but it's the same stuff as the. It's not like an, an extra. It's no, like it's not been applied. It's 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 a naturally forming mm. rind. That's, that's going to give my digestive system millions of bacterium. Uh, probably good stuff. Yeah, I mean, good cheeses. I mean, cheeses has bacteria and microbes in it. A plenty. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the rind. It's, it's a bit strong. Mm. No, it's the texture's a bit. Mm. Chewy. I think I prefer the, the, the cheese. Paste. Mm. Mm. Yes, it's called the paste, the inside, which is a, a funny name for something that's solid, in my mind. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of a farmhouse cheese, and again, one of the other things you can see, and this works really well on radio. Um, <clears throat> this is where you got to prove yourself, Nick. Yeah. So, just to describe the slice of cheese I've got, you can see it's come from a big wheel of cheese. Mm-hmm. It's quite, quite a slab if you like and I've got a corner piece and what you can sort of see that towards the middle it's kind of quite um, yellow yeah sort of getting a bit darker towards the the rind but also you'll see the sort of cracks near the rind almost have a little bit of blueness mm-hmm. to them and just there mm. and that's been quite a thing there's quite a um, a few years back you know if your cheddar had a streak of blue in it it was regarded as being you know, no one's going to want to buy it because, well, it's got a bit of blue in it. Cheddars don't have blue. And cheddar shouldn't have blue. But now I think it's seen more as a kind of an indication that this is a very, um, a sort of a natural, authentic product yes. that um, hasn't been sort of sterilised or anything. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of blue. Um, and sometimes it can really sort of give you a nice little extra sort of extra little uh, kind of section of flavours that pop up so around the rind that's where the kind of interest is and then you get towards the middle and it's a little bit more kind of predictable I suppose um, and yeah as, a, as cheddars go this isn't a this isn't a kind of blow your head off sort of extra extra mature but it's just got a really nice depth of flavours so you can pick out the different flavours I think it's a bit like the difference between, for me between stereo and mono you know with mono you know what you're getting you're getting the same information to a certain extent but with stereo you get that little bit of depth and I think that's what a really good cheddar gives you that and that's what makes it a really exciting cheese because this piece of Montgomery for that's what this cheese is okay. it's called Montgomery um, will be 
very similar in a lot of ways to the next piece of Montgomery you get, but it won't be exactly the same. And they will, depending on the time of year, the different batches. Montgomery cheddar has been made um, by basically the same family to a recipe that was first written down in about 1911. Montgomery's? Mm. Um, the Montgomery's, yes. And one of the interesting things about um, British cheese is that it suffered some serious difficulties during the 20th century, predominantly because of two massive world wars, where the government essentially said to cheesemakers, uh, the cheesemakers who were left, look, you can't be making anything fancy. We want bog standard industrial cheddar. And so an awful lot of cheddar producers went to produce the most bog standard mild cheddars that we were very familiar with mm-hmm. um, that have got sort of bad reputation. Um, cheese became quite industrialized, especially after the Second World War. Um, milk was bought, uh, they had a milk gar- was guaranteed to be bought from you and put into the cheese making industry. So small cheese makers, small herds of cows where they would just make a little bit of local cheese as it were. They kind of got died out in the 20th century. Um, apart from Montgomery cheddar, is one of the very few um, cheeses in that's made today that has been made was made the same all the way through that um, time. So, uh, like I said, they kind of somehow managed to keep producing it exactly how they had always done, which is why this is a it's a very authentic, very traditional. It's pretty much the same as the cheese would have tasted hundred years ago maybe longer ago than that um, wow. and that's why it's got this really the way it's made the quality of the milk that they use from 200 of their own cows so the milk doesn't have to travel anywhere so they milk cows and they use the milk that day to make cheese so again how long have they been producing this um, I think on record since 1911 okay. um, but it probably um, further further back than that and this is this is what a farmhouse cheddar would be all about um, and it's a Montgomery it's a, it's a wonderful cheese um, like I said it's it's got a lot of complexity in it and that's predominantly because of how it's made it's made from great milk um, they make it in the most traditional possible way um, can you buy it in like a regular shop? Um, you can buy it in Waitrose. Oh, okay. <laughs> as far as I can recall, um, any good cheese shop or deli, if they don't already stock Montgomery, um, they're a very well-known um, manufacturer and they have a great reputation. So, do they only make this? I can't remember. I think they might make a couple of other things. Oh. I can look. I can find out and tell you next time. How Excellent. about that? Oh, fantastic. But um, like I said, I think cheddar is the great. Possibly with the exception of Stilton's, your crumbly blues, which are another great British tradition. Cheddar's probably our great contribution to the world of cheese as a, mm. as a country. No one else really makes it as well as we do. Do you know what cheddar's great for? Toasting. It is. <laughs> it is. Which um, kind of brings me on to something that, um, you know, Tom, you know. Hello, Tom. Tom Hello. Tom, apart from enjoying tasting things, um, Tom enjoys toasting things. Well, yeah, this is what I've spent my lockdown doing. Yeah. I've been practicing cheese toasties, not every day, but a few times a week consistently Yeah. for the last... How long has it been now? I've lost track a of year. time. <clears throat> At least, yeah. Exactly. But no, I'm obsessed with cheese toasties. I love making them. I love eating them, everything. Mm. So. so one of the th- things we're going to do every week is um, we're going to be 
giving these whatever cheese we've got we're going to give it the toasty test yeah. Tom's toasty test exactly um, and if we were a different type of podcast we'd have about a hundred people shouting does it toast <laughs> exactly but we're not no. so we but we'll see how things develop over the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes exactly um, so all things toasty will be covered by Tom oh yeah and tasted by you yeah exactly so are we going to send him to the other part of the kitchen now what now why not why not okay mm. off I go off you go So Tom's in the kitchen now. Yep, I'm over here in the kitchen and I have uh, been assembling this uh, uh, Montgomery cheddar toasty. I've not put any butter on the inside. Okay. I've just put the cheese in there and I've not included any of the rind. I've sliced some bits off, but I've, I've removed the rind because I prefer... Is that, that because you don't like it? Yeah, you can leave them as you want, but... <laughs> I just be want honest, just tell I'll us be how honest. you really yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. So... This is a safe space. <laughs> So normally people do toasties in, in, in a toasty bag or like one of those sort of um, hinged like sandwich makers, yeah. Um, I'm using a pan because you know those places where you go and you have one of those old-fashioned toasties where it's like a, a big sort of hot plate and a press. I, I put make it in a like pan. Like a grilled cheese. Exactly. I apply pressure with a spatula and stuff so I try and recreate that. But this is, this is weeks and weeks and months of just tinkering and figuring out what I like best, so... And it has actually just touched on something that really irritates the hell out of me. What? And that's the phrase grilled cheese. Grilled cheese? It's a toasted sandwich. And okay. it's not cheese either, it's those plastic slices, you know, those yeah, well, single things which are not Grilled cheese. cheese. <laughs> and then that's, that's what I grew up on. This is British Cheese Week. It's toasted sandwich or toasted cheese. A toasted cheese is a layer of piece of toast cooked on one side... Cheese on the other, under the grill. That's a different thing. Or as Tom has been calling it, a cheese toasty. Hmm. Yeah, see, this is it. It's, terminology has to be sorted out. <laughs> it's like I'm not a big fan of mac and cheese either. Oh, I don't like mac and cheese. It's macaroni cheese. But I don't like that anyway. You don't like it? No. Don't eat it? Blech. Oh. No, it's too stodgy. Way yeah, too stodgy. That's part of the appeal. So... Tell us what you're doing. Talk us through it, Tom. Well, I'm, I'm using white bread because I thought if it's going to be a cheddar toasty, let's just keep it like baseline, very vanilla, very simple. White bread, cheddar, couldn't get simpler. Um, loads of butter in the pan. Mm-hmm. And I just made a, I've made a sandwich, a cheese sandwich without any butter in it. Particular type of butter? Uh, just lightly salted. Okay. And then no, no special kind, but anything obviously mm-hmm. will work. And yeah, just let it sort of, I prefer to do it slowly rather than quickly. So you don't burn the toast and have not melted cheese on the inside. That's key. I think the temperature of the pan is quite important, isn't it? Because yeah. if it's raging hot, you just end up cooking the, the burning the toast, and the cheese is solid. Exactly. Yeah. And there are little there are little tricks I have with um, steaming as well, which maybe we'll get into in later. I think we'll have to but... tackle that. I think we've got a yeah. Thomas Blumenthal. Here. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a whole. Well, like I said, it was months and months of tinkering and fiddling and getting bored and finding ways to amuse yeah. myself and entertain myself while I'm making cheese toasties. So yeah, fantastic. It do gets a bit exotic. A, do you think there's a career in it? Maybe. Absolutely not. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe, I mean, you see those food trucks that give like sort of specialised things, maybe I can do yeah, so a... Where, so where are we, Tom? I can see something's gone in the pan now. Yep, at the moment, uh, I'm buttering the, the upper face, if you will, of the... Uh, so you put thing. butter in the pan. Butter in the pan. Then the toasted sandwich goes in, or the sandwich to be toasted goes in, but now, only now are you buttering the top of the toast. Yeah, because I'm, I keep the top bit dry for a while so I can press the spatula down, ah. apply that pressure, and I'm not just getting a buttery spatula. 
No one likes a buttery spatula. Oh, I don't know. Well, do you like some a buttery do, spatula? But... It depends if I'm in the mood. <laughs> okay. Go for the flip now. This, this is the flip. scary part. This is live. Oh, nicely oh. done. Did the trick is not to think see. about it. It's like pancakes. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the cheese isn't melting as quickly. No. Um, I, mean, I usually make these with like like the industrially made cheddars, mm -hmm. and because they've got that uniform texture, yeah. it's really easy to figure out when they're going to melt and whatever. I don't know how this is going to melt. Sometimes, sometimes good quality cheese sometimes isn't the best melter. It says I am not melting. Mm. No way, no. sir. No, and um, sometimes it melts in a way that's not conducive to the cheddary. Goodness. Goodness. So oh, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We're, We're very close this, now. This is, I mean, this is, this is cutting edge <laughs> cheese cuisine here. Absolute uh, I mean, you know, we're, I'm sure people have made toasties with Montgomery before, um, but I haven't. Mm -hmm. So I'm intrigued to see how this comes out. So the bread's all toasted. So the bread's toasted. So, so you just now heat's waiting. down, heat's down really low. Yeah. And I'm just applying the pressure so the heat goes through the bread in the cheese. Because if you don't press the bread down, there's a lot of air pockets in the bread. Yeah. And they insulate the cheese so they stop right. it from melting. So the pressure, that squish, just a little bit, mm -hmm. um, helps get the heat into the cheese. This is physics. This is essentially physics. This could be on a... And chemistry. This is boredom, is what it is. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Prolonged boredom. Boredom but I love it. chemistry I love it. and physics. Mm. Oh, and cheese. Yeah. Another thing I did... Um, if the pan's not too hot, if you just pinch the um, the top slice of bread, if you can lift the whole sandwich, that means that the cheese is acting like a glue, so you know it's uh, melted. So that's how that's how I test, but it is a bit hot, so. Yeah, that will be. Right. I think we're about there. Oh, oh right. That's about as close as we're going to get. Right. So it's a very sort of golden. Is that smoke or is that steam? Um, I'm going to say steam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so it's off. It's off the heat. That didn't take very long at all. No, 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 no. It's um. I mean, he's been practicing for a year. Yeah. <laughs> well, if with the right pressure on the bread, it, it really does speed it up. Um, it's approaching us now with a hot pan. Yes, <laughs> I'm approaching you threateningly with a hot pan. Now I want to get a nice wooden board to ah splendid. To put this onto. We've got a knife there, haven't we? You have indeed. All right, fresh out of the uh, hot pan. You can see that sort of golden. Oh, I can see a bit of melty cheese there on yeah. the side. Yeah, there's poking a little bit out, poking out. Teasingly, yeah. teasingly poking out the side. So I'm the here. um. The real test is how it looks, not when you cut it, but when you, you pull it apart, you know? Ah, right. Well, you want I'll that kind that. of stringy. Okay. And this is when we find out oh, how well good. it's melted. Mm -hmm. oh, so you, oh, you oh. push them in a little bit. And you wait. You have to wait just yeah. a couple of seconds. If you pull it straight apart. Let it come to. Ah. And then it should. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh yes. Oh. We that should is. take a picture of this or something, I think. That's, that's great. That's really... That's one for the Instagram. That yeah. is one. Get it on the gram. Get it on the gram. <laughs> but there we go. It's got the stringy, melty cheese. That it's the right colour. And I like to just sort of... How do we cut that in three? <laughs> well, we're going to cut it in four, and then we'll have to fight each other for the yeah. extra piece. And it's, it's oh, producing a lovely, lovely, fragrant smell. Is that not the candle behind me? <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Right. Tuck in, chaps. Yeah. Oh. Mm. That is well melted. Do you know what? This might sound really strange, but that's like a, a cheese toasty, but more grown up. Mm. There's more mm. depth to that, the cheese yeah. flavour. It's not just something that's come out of a packet already sliced. 
like I'm used to. This is um, a step up in a way. It's nice. It's kind of mellowed it a little bit as well. Mm. Definitely. That is fabulous. That's really melty. Mm. That melts really well. Montgomery cheddar for a toasty. The big yes from me. Yeah, I think gets good thumbs, thumbs up. Three thumbs up. Three thumbs up. Yep. Oh, fantastic. Three cheesy thumbs. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> well, I think we can say the inaugural toasty time. I think it's <laughs> been a, an absolute success. I guess yeah. it's probably downhill all the way from here. Absolutely. We'll find um, out next time. I think it's my favourite part of the show. Mm. <laughs> That's great. Good. For our first uh, little forage into uh, into British cheese, we've started with something absolutely classic, um, Montgomery cheddar, and um, it's delicious, straight sliced off the block, um, but also fantastic in a toasty, and I would suggest probably brilliant for pretty much any kind of cooking you want to do with it. Mm. Um, great flavour, great consistency, um, and a lovely, lovely cheese. So, which brings us to the last part of today's show, which is... We've decided to call factos intolerant. <laughs> facts um, about cheese. Facts about cheese. All right. Call Just it. in case you're struggling with that yeah. one. Yeah. So who's got a who has got a funny cheese fact? I do. Go Tony. Um, did you know mm. that the patron saint? That's not funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the patron saint of cheesemongers, or more specifically, of Florentine cheese merchants, is Saint Bartholomew the Apostle. I literally didn't know that. Um, that's that's incredible. Next time important. you go into your cheesemongers, yeah, it's probably a picture of Saint Bart up there. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, yeah. clearly. Well, you know Stilton. Everyone loves Stilton. Mm-hmm. No. In order to be called Stilton, mm-hmm. um, Stilton has to be made in either Derbyshire, Leicestershire, or Nottinghamshire. Mm-hmm. But since the village of Stilton is in Cambridgeshire and not any of those counties, if you make cheese in Stilton. If you, you, it's not Stilton. It can't be called Stilton because it's not one of these three counties. Yeah. yeah. So, call it blue cheese from Stilton. They don't actually make Stilton in Stilton. No. Oh, so not like cheddar. Would they make cheddar? Uh, no. It's a di- yeah. It's it's Stilton is protected, but it has to be made in those locations. Oh. And there's only five um, creameries that are allowed to actually that actually produce Stilton. Oh. There's only five different sorts of Stilton. Stilton is quite interesting, and, and this is the thing. The reason, to, just to kind of grow on that little little fact, um, factoid, is the reason that Stilton cheese is called Stilton is that all the cheese was made in that area, and Stilton was the nearest place they could send it to London from. So when people in London said, where's the cheese from? It's from Stilton, Stilton because um, they've been sent from Stilton. But not actually yeah. made there. But not actually made there. Oh. So it was referred to as cheese from Stilton or Stilton cheese. You've just made that fact even... <laughs> even even factier, yeah. factier, <laughs> right? Well, there you go. That's excellent. That's some facts. Smashing, right? Okay. So, uh, what can we expect next week? Next week, we are going um, from the southwest of England. We're going all the way up to Yorkshire, and we're mm. going to be tucking into classic Yorkshire cheese that is Wensleydale. 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 And uh, if people want to find out more about Homage to Fromage... Absolutely. If you want to find out more about Homage to Fromage, find us on Facebook at the moment um, and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We are Homage to Fromage UK. 
Okay. On Instagram. And uh, yeah, keep an eye on that and you'll be able to see what's going on with the podcast and what's going on with events coming up in the year. Fantastic. So keep an eye on all of that. Um, if you want to get in touch with us and want us to try a particular cheese, um, just somehow get in touch with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, send us a DM. Send yeah. us a DM. And it's homage to the number two from yeah. us. Yes. Not T-W-O. No. Or T-O-O. No. T-O. No. Homage, numeral two, fromage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Facebook's probably the best place to get in touch with us. We want you to raid your fridges. Yeah. Um, if there's a, also, if there's a cheese that you had and you, you, you thoroughly enjoyed, but you can't find it anymore, or you had it on holiday and you wish you could find it, let us know and we'll see if we can track it down for you. The Fantastic. dairy detectives. We'll, we we'll can do a bit of... Yeah, <laughs> always happy to do that. Um, and so, yeah, join us next time for more cheese nonsense. <laughs>